Hi, I'm Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking about spear phishing today. It's my privilege to welcome back Michael Floten, VP of Product Strategy with Barracuda. Michael, thanks so much for joining me again today. Thank you, Tom. Looking forward to it. So, Mike, you've just released your Q2 spear phishing update. What would you say are some of the key highlights of this report? Yeah, so we took a look at account takeover, which is a particular class of spear phishing that is uh, something that a lot of organizations are struggling with. And so what happens in an account takeover is uh, a bad guy actually gets access to a legitimate account. Typically, once they have access, there's four steps. They'll do an infiltration. They'll do some reconnaissance, look around, see what other people are in the organization, who they might want to target, do some credential harvesting where they're going to actually go out and try to compromise more accounts within the organization. And finally, they'll do some monetization activity and, and try to get paid for uh, the access and, and data that they've taken over. So in this report, we did a deep dive on step three, which is all about that credential harvesting through a technique that we're calling lateral phishing within an organization. So that's what the research was all about. So Michael, let's talk a little bit more about email account takeover and lateral phishing. Why do you find that these pose such great threats to organizations now? Quite simply, these are extraordinarily difficult attacks to prevent. In fact, I'd go so far as to say that they're virtually impossible to prevent. So if you think about it, an account takeover attack, somebody is typically taking control of a legitimate account. Um, so there's a few different ways you can do that. But once they have access to a legitimate account, there's nothing you can do to have prevented that person from, from gaining that access. So as a security industry, I think historically we've, we've over-torqued on prevention a bit. So we all know the old adage that an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. That may well be true. In fact, it is true. The challenge is there's some classes of attacks that you just can't prevent. And even if you could, there's just so much going on that you can't prevent everything. So you really need to invest in detection and response. And I think we're a little bit behind on detection and response since these attacks are, attacks are virtually impossible to defend, where I think we're catching up in terms of our, our ability to respond to account takeover and lateral phishing. So, Michael, what's unique about these attacks? Why are they so able to elude enterprise defenses? Yeah, so a great example of this kind of inability to prevent something is if you kind of think about a typical use case here, the attackers may go out, you know, kind of browse the dark web and, and see a cache of credentials that is available for purchase. Now, the challenge is that, you know, by the time something's available for purchase on the dark web, a lot of people have probably already purchased it and used it, and people have reset their passwords. They probably know about the breach, so it has limited value. The challenge with passwords is that it's a horribly broken system. I mean, we're asking people to do something that's physically impossible, remembering 42 different passwords that are completely random, gobbledygook. People can't do it. So what happens is that people end up reusing passwords across different systems. So if a social network gets breached or a consumer device website gets breached, uh, the credentials that are kind of stolen that are oftentimes useful in uh, Office 365 or other cloud services. So what we're seeing is attackers will purchase kind of old passwords and try them on new services and other services, and they have a lot of success doing that. So if you think about it, at that point, the attacker actually has access to a totally legitimate account. There's no way to prevent them from logging in short of preventing your own users from logging in. So it's, it's a, a really difficult type of attack to actually prevent. So you really need to be able to detect and respond to it. So, Michael, coming back to your Q2 spear phishing update, what would you say you've learned about the attacker's tactics and procedures? 
Yeah, so in, in the research piece, we actually looked at 100 organizations uh, over the past seven months, and we found some interesting things. We found, first off, that uh, it's a very common problem. Um, so one, about one in seven experienced some sort of lateral phishing as part of an account takeover attack, uh, and about 11% of those succeeded. You know, most of the time, uh, or a large percentage of the time, uh, these attacks went unreported, about 42% of the time. And, you know, typically what we found is they're having a lot of success with a few different variants. So the two most popular ways uh, that people are kind of doing this credential harvesting through lateral phishing are shared document attacks and account problem attacks. So shared document, you know, think about, hey, somebody, uh, you get kind of a notification from a cloud service like a Dropbox or Office 365 OneDrive um, that says somebody has shared this, this file with you, click to access it. And typically, the bad guys will give it something that's uh, really intriguing. So they'll say it's, you know, employee salary data or something. Um, and so these attacks are, are very effective. So we saw um, this was probably one of the two most common types of, of attacks that we saw. The other, you know, second most popular uh, variant was an account problem attack. So think of this as, um, you know, your, your mailbox is almost out of storage. Your password has been reset. You know, we notice suspicious activity in your online banking account. You know, click here to check it out. Both of these uh, attacks really kind of prey on, you know, base human instincts, uh, curiosity in some cases, um, forbidden fruit information maybe you're not supposed to understand. So they are very, very popular um, and work pretty well. Just a few other, you know, interesting things we found. The bad guys are really good at covering their tracks. In fact. Uh, in almost 20% of, of these attacks, they deleted all, all traces of, of having been in there. So if you think about it in an account takeover, lateral phishing, you're typically within an organization launching additional phishing attacks um, to other people in the organization. You're actually going in and doing things like deleting the sent, as the sent messages that they're sending out of the inbox in case somebody kind of goes into their legitimate account and, and sees what messages were sent. There's a few actually interesting stories as well. Just some little anecdotes. One, we saw an attacker who, uh, you know, did some reconnaissance, got into an organization, laid dormant, um, saw that uh, an employee was having a 25th uh, work anniversary party. So they actually used that to craft some interesting information about kind of guest lists and details uh, about the party. Um, so we thought that was interesting. And just the last little tidbit that I, I thought was was clever because it's something I always talk about, but I'd never seen quantified before is that um, these attacks are actually are, are overwhelmingly being launched at, at good times. So 98% of them are being launched during the weekday um, and 82% during working hours, which might seem obvious at first, except most of these attacks are originating overseas. So you have people in wildly different time zones, you know, on the other side of the world um, who are smart enough to know, hey, I should make sure that during US or you know, European working hours, uh, depending on who I'm targeting, I, I should kind of work those hours uh, myself and, and launch those attacks. So we, we thought all of that was, was really interesting. And there's a lot more good detail on the report, but uh, those were some of my favorite highlights. So, Michael, if you were to boil it down, how can organizations improve their detection and response to these attacks? Yeah, so we recommend three things. Uh, so first off, multi-factor authentication. Second, awareness training, uh, making your employees wiser. And, and third, detection analytics. So you can kind of think of it in terms of three steps, you know, lock things down with multi-factor authentication, make it more difficult for somebody who's stolen a password to log into the account, training, making your users uh, look out for it, proactively looking for it, and finally detection um, and um, proactively using analytics 
to look for accounts that have suspicious things going on um, that might have been compromised and where people might not be uh, who they say they are. So one final question. Talk to me about Barracuda. What are you doing now to help organizations to strengthen their defenses? Yeah, absolutely. So we actually started seeing account takeover attacks in our labs about two years ago and jumped on this problem really quickly because it was causing our customers a lot of pain. So I, I talked about a three-pronged approach in the previous question, um, MFA, awareness training and detection analytics. We actually don't offer multi-factor authentication. There's a lot of good providers on the market. Highly encourage everybody to go out and implement it. And it's, it's a good first step. The challenge though is that multi-factor auth is, is not a silver bullet. Um, you know, first off, it's, it's, can be difficult to roll out. You get some you know, pushback from your users. It doesn't always play nicely with, with all the technology you have in place. And it's also defeatable. So there's toolkits uh, available um, that you know, can launch man-in-the-middle attacks. And it's, it's not a silver bullet. So it's, it's a little bit problematic. So it's a good first step, but it's not enough. What we do at Barracuda is we offer uh, steps two and three as part of a de- defense and depth strategy. So uh, the second step is, is around awareness training. Um, so just making your users aware to look out for this type of attack is, is, is really important. We offer a, a simulation and training solution called Fishline that actually will proactively launch uh, training campaigns, but also simulated phishing attacks, including lateral phishing attacks. So you can make your users smarter uh, and, and a little more cautious in terms of, of being able to look out for these things. So that's really important. Um, and then kind of the third leg of the stool around detection, uh, we actually purpose-built uh, functionality within our Barracuda Sentinel product to actually look out for these account takeover attacks. So we have a, a broad array of classifiers and detection analytics within that product that will actually detect compromised accounts based on a number of different factors. Um, because again, it's pretty much impossible to prevent somebody from gaining access to an account, especially if they're buying the credentials. So you really have to fall back on detection. And you can do things like using analytics and machine learning to know when there's suspicious things going on with an account and the person using it might not be the person um, they say they are. So again, we, we encourage everybody to roll out MFA um, and then you know, kind of layers two and three of, of your defense strategy, uh, we're, we're happy to help out with awareness training uh, and detection analytics. Very good, we've covered a lot in a little bit of time. I appreciate your insight today, Michael, thanks so much. Yeah, enjoyed it, Tom, thank you. We've been talking about spear phishing and the Q2 spear phishing update. I've been speaking with Michael Floten, VP of Product Strategy with Barracuda. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.